Disloyal is a podcast committed to a broad representation of thought, ideas, and creative imaginings. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast do not necessarily represent the opinions of the staff, management, board, or volunteers of the Jewish Museum of Maryland. As artists, we are standing on the shoulders of our prophet ancestors, of our rabbi ancestors, our ritualist ancestors, among many others. And we are not doing something outside of or in contradiction with what they have done. We're kind of following amongst them, amidst them. And I think that that is really a foundational idea for me in terms of why I think it's important to highlight Jewish contemporary art because it's so deeply in relationship with the histories of Jewish invention. I also think that specifically artists today in a time of such tremendous um, fear and pressure, I think that artists have an incredible amount of insight and prophecy to offer, to offer to Jewish communities, but also I think beyond Jewish communities. Welcome to Disloyal, a podcast from the Jewish Museum of Maryland. I'm Naomi Weintraub, community artist in residence here at the Jewish Museum of Maryland and the new co-host for the Disloyal podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Gunnery, Director of Communications and Content for the museum. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Naomi. I'm happy to be back behind the mic and glad to have you as a new co-host. For people who don't know, Naomi was a production assistant on our first series of shows, which covered our exhibit Offense Around the Torah, and is now going to be taking more of a lead in production and co-hosting. So stay tuned over the next coming months to hear more conversations with Naomi. So Naomi. So Mark. We've been on a bit of a production break over the past few months, but over that time, we've been staying busy at the museum. We've been helping with exhibits, organizing and throwing events, working on public art projects, making videos, and yeah, just doing a lot. And one thing we've been doing is recording brand new Disloyal episodes that we are excited to start releasing. Naomi, can you tell us about some of the episodes we've got coming up? For sure. We've got so many good ones coming up. One that I'm really excited about is a conversation with some of the people behind the Radical Jewish Calendar, a project that creates an annual calendar filled with art, astrological happenings, holidays, and political history. We also have a series of episodes inspired by our recent exhibit, Blacklist, The Hollywood Red Scare, an exhibit that was created by and on loan to us from Jewish Museum Milwaukee. Blacklist tells the story of the Hollywood Red Scare, when actors, screenwriters, directors, and others were banned from working in the mid-20th century film industry because they were suspected of being communist or communist sympathizers. And we have shows coming up that reflect on that history and its current implications, including an episode on the cinema of the Red Scare era, including how genre films like war and sci-fi movies reflected social and racial anxieties of the time, and an episode on how the Red Scare affected workers in Baltimore, including Jewish communists. What else do we have coming up, Mark? So much, Naomi. Like an episode about growing up in the radical left underground of the 70s and 80s, one exploring some of the visual collections in the lesbian history archives, some episodes on music, and so much more. And in addition to having Naomi on as co-host, Disloyal is also coming back to you with some other changes. 
A big one is that we're not going to be a weekly podcast anymore. We're going to release episodes when we're ready to release them. So you might have to wait a few weeks in between episodes, but trust me, they'll be worth it. And also, we want to be a little bit more experimental with the format of the podcast. We'll be inviting other Jewish Museum of Maryland employees behind the mic, for example, and we'll be playing around more with music and sound. And today we have a really great episode. Who are we talking to today, Naomi? Today we're talking to the JMM's curator-in-residence, Leora Friedman, about our new exhibit, Material Inheritance, Contemporary Work by New Jewish Culture Fellows. The show features 30 artists whose work has been supported by the New Jewish Culture Fellowship, or NJCF, a national arts fellowship that advances the work of groundbreaking Jewish artists. The 30 artists featured in Material Inheritance emphasize resilience and are inspired by ancestral Jewish texts, practices, histories, and griefs. Material Inheritance opens Sunday, March 26th, with an amazing day of performances that feature performers like Julia Elsass, Liot Berdugo, Rosa Daniel Lang Levitsky, and Ira Conan Temple. If you want to come to the opening, you can register for free tickets at jewishmuseummd.org. And if you want to learn more about the exhibit, visit materialinheritance.com. The exhibit runs through June 11th, 2023, by the way. So without further ado, here's our conversation with writer, educator, New Jewish Culture Fellow, and JMM Curator-in-Residence, Leora Friedman, about the exhibit she curated, Material Inheritance, Contemporary Work by New Jewish Culture Fellows. Leora Friedman, thank you so much for joining us on Disloyal. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. So Leora, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with this project? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, my primary identities are as a writer, an educator, and a curator. I write primarily about bodies, illness, disability, politics, and art. So all of that already is many things. Um, I also write very intergenre work, I write between nonfiction, fiction, essay, poems, criticism. And as committed as I am to working between genres and writing, I also am committed to working between people. I work a lot in collaboration. Even in my writing, I write a lot about and with other people's art, other people's performance, other people's activism. Um, and from that kind of collaborative standpoint, um, curation tends to come pretty naturally, um, meaning most of the work that I do in writing and otherwise is kind of about bringing people together, bringing people's work together, trying to make conversations happen. Part of that also comes from kind of a personal ethic about not believing in um, art being made alone or being made without any influences or relationships or supports. Um, and that ethic kind of guides a lot of what I do. So that is about me. Um, I got involved in this project first because I got involved in the New Jewish Culture Fellowship, otherwise known as NJCF. Um, I got involved in the fellowship when I started writing my first kind of more explicitly Jewish book. Um, and that book was a lot about um, embodied interactions with Jewish inherited trauma, specifically thinking through my own desires, especially for playfulness that came up when I was working as an American-born Jew in Germany um, and playing with and kind of poking fun at the um, victim-oppressor binary is one way that I talk about it. 
especially after many years, I had been living for many years in Oakland, California, and had spent a bunch of time as a white ally to Black-led movements. And in those situations, it was very clear to me that my identity as a white Jew put me in the on the potential oppressor side of things. But then when I was working in Germany, I noticed how quickly people interacted with me as a victim and kind of stamped me with that identity of victim. So anyway, I was writing that book. When I was doing that in Berlin, I happened to meet Maya Ip, who's the co-founder of NJCF, and she encouraged me to apply to the fellowship. I have found it to be a really incredible and supportive community for my own work and for my interest in bringing other people together. And then when the opportunity to partner with the Jewish Museum of Maryland came along, I think I was an easy emissary as someone who was already a member of the NJCF network and knows a lot of people's work in that um, and also had curatorial experience and had experience working with museums. Mm-hmm. So what is the New Jewish Culture Fellowship and what does being a New Jewish Culture Fellow mean? Yeah, so the fellowship provides both monetary and communal support to contemporary Jewish artists. Those artists are accepted in yearly cohorts, meaning like you're accepted for Um, essentially one school year at a time. And the artists are granted financial resources for a particular project. Um, And in addition to that monetary support, the cohorts meet regularly throughout the year to discuss things that are coming up in their work. Those kind of emerge from that particular group and their work, but often include the role of politics in their work, the forms that they're working in, the role of Jewish identity and Jewish conversations in their work how they're seeking to grow as artists, et cetera. There are not, you know, any particular constraints around what exactly the work or the art has to be for NJCF, especially as art organizations go. It's an especially interdisciplinary organization. People do all sorts of different kinds of work. I would also say, you know, unusually for an art supporting organization, it's one that is really invested in the process of people's work. There are lots of places that support presentation, that support outcomes. And NJCF, I think, is particularly good at and invested in supporting the process of art making. And then also, you know, in line with, I would say, you know, the Jewish spirit of the organization, the discussions that happen between cohorts and the way that NJCF thinks about itself tends to be a lot about kind of wrestling with questions, wrestling with processes, wrestling with the unknown, wrestling with the confusing and complex aspects of leading an artistic career, um, as opposed to kind of having answers or completing those questions. Um, And that's a spirit that I especially admire about it. Will you tell us about this exhibit, Material Inheritance, Contemporary Work by New Jewish Culture Fellows? What are some of the ideas guiding the show and what are some of the themes of it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this show itself, as you might imagine, we're, we're talking about this show as a New Jewish Culture Fellowship show and exhibition. So the idea is essentially to showcase the work of people who have made work and collaborated as part of NJCF. So in a lot of ways, we had to kind of think about this exhibition as an exhibition plus, like it's an exhibition plus performances, an exhibition plus a kind of gathering of community, exhibition plus many other kinds of modes, Um, especially because a lot of the people, as I mentioned earlier, work across disciplines and a lot of their work is not necessarily work that kind of traditionally sits 
on a wall in a gallery. So a lot of the the work of this show thus far has been thinking about how we can actually capture some of that work and how we can present it well. There are, you know, a lot of um, different types of freedom that I'm trying to make available to the artists in this show, both in terms of how they're thinking about their disciplines and within the the framework of the Feldman Gallery at the JMM, um, freedom in terms of how they want to install it, how they want people to interact with the work, etc. But, you know, I think as a curator, you always have to walk that kind of fine line between giving artists freedom and making sure that the place where their work is being shown, you know, can accommodate it, can the actual museum actually physically fit what they want to do, etc. So that's been a lot of the process of figuring out the show. In terms of what it entails, I've been thinking lately a lot about the work in this show as as thinking about survival, what and how does it mean to survive, but not just to kind of survive by the skin of our teeth, to survive in kind of abundant, creative, inventive, artist-driven ways. You know, and certainly there are many pre-existing Jewish narratives about survival. Well, you know, some of those pre-existing narratives exist and inhabit space in the work in this show. But those pre-existing narratives, I think, are also really built upon by um, the way that artists here are um, considering what it means to survive a contemporary context. I mean, thinking about, you know, massive climate shifts, political uprisings, public health concerns, etc. You know, and I think a lot of the artists in this show are really thinking about how can we stay creative within these very pressing and sometimes terrifying conditions? How can we survive those? How can we stay awake inside of those? How can we build relationship um, that sustains us inside of those? And how can we have joy inside of those? Um, I think that there's a lot of interest in this show in joy and humor and in thinking about kind of how we can have joy while acknowledging the sort of complexities, difficulties, fears of contemporary life. Yeah, and and some of the specifics of what that means, there's subject matter in the show about, as I mentioned, relationship, about chosen family, bio family, queer and trans identities, sexuality, embodiment, fertility and reproduction, diaspora and home, ritual, activism. And again, all of these themes are being addressed, you know, in the unique ways that that particular artist addresses them. But also we can start to see, you know, as we look at different pieces in the show, really how much there are relationships between the way that different artists are concerning themselves with these themes and also how they're, how kind of threads of Jewish foundations run underneath and between and within those unique artistic ways of, of considering those themes. Leora. The more you're sharing about the show, the more the excitement in me is growing because I can just tell that this show is going to be very powerful for not only the Jewish Museum of Maryland, but the Jewish arts community globally. So why do you think that it's important to highlight contemporary Jewish art? Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to draw attention with this exhibit and specifically with this question to um, an essay by... NJCF co-founder Maya Ip called Cottage for an Unborn Avant-Garde. It's an essay that she wrote in 2019 and it's been passed around a bit since then. And I bring it up because in that essay, one of the many things that Maya talks about is about the artist as a inheritor and a generator 
of Jewish prophetic traditions. Um, so there are a lot of ways that could be interpreted, but I take it to mean that as artists, we are standing on the shoulders of our prophet ancestors, of our rabbi ancestors, our ritualist ancestors, among many others. And we are not doing something outside of or in contradiction with what they have done. We're kind of following amongst them, amidst them. And I think that that is really a foundational idea for me in terms of why I think it's important to highlight Jewish contemporary art, because it's so deeply in relationship with the histories of Jewish invention. I also think that specifically artists today in a time of such tremendous um, fear and pressure, I think that artists have an incredible amount of insight and prophecy to offer, to offer to Jewish communities, but also I think beyond Jewish communities. And I want to offer one other thought too about why why highlighting contemporary Jewish art? Because I think um, part of my interest and in my own journey to creating such an identity-driven show is leaning on experiences that I've had working in affinity groups in organizing contexts and activist contexts. If you're not already familiar with that, with what that means, meaning means kind of breaking out into the different groups within an addition, within a given meeting or gathering um, to which you have affinity. And when I've been in those contexts, it's often in kind of, for me, post-Occupy Black-led movements for liberation. And so we're considering what are the affinity groups that we want to break into in order to best organize, in order to best build power. And I think those experiences really led me to consider um, the amount of work that could be done from drawing on my own inheritance. We, we see that word that keeps cropping up here, but drawing on my own relationships to power, my own relationships to art, my own relationships to what has come before me, to the stories I've been told, in part in order to stave off the dangers of cultural appropriation, especially in terms of art making, but also in terms of really thinking about what's mine to work with. And that's, again, not to isolate myself from other groups and other kinds of identities, but to really um, work from Jewishness as the ground and foundation that's been handed down to me specifically. And uh, turning away from, I think, the forces of assimilation that that invite us to erase those identities, that invite us to consider ourselves unidentifiable, um, which I think also leads us to be more likely to be kind of wavering in the wind of different systems of power as opposed to really grounding ourselves in our own values. So those are a few different ways that I'm thinking about it. So in addition to all the pieces that are going to be in the gallery, there are also going to be performances on the opening and closing days and a couple other extra things. Can you talk about what some of those performances are going to be and any other pieces from the show that you'd like to highlight? Yeah, absolutely. I would say that I probably want to highlight everything, so it's hard to pick. But I'll talk about um, some of the performances that are coming up for the opening specifically. We're having a multi-part extravaganza, we could say, of performances on the opening on March 26th. Um, We will be having Julia Elsass, who's a sculptor um, 
performing with several collaborators on a series of ceramic instruments that are both part of the exhibition and being utilized for this performance. And they're um, ceramic instruments that are um, a reimagination of the uga, the reimagination of a sort of mythical biblical instrument. So that's one performance that we'll be having. Um, we are going to be having a performative lecture from Liat Verdugo, thinking about the role of trees in Israel and Palestine, um, which also relates with a piece of work that she also has in the exhibition. So again, you can notice that we're kind of trying to activate work that is in the exhibition itself and find um, ways to bring kind of live understandings of that work delivered by the artist to the audiences, um, and hopefully also encouraging people who are in attendance at these events to consider their own ways of engaging with the work that's in the gallery. In addition to that, we're going to have Rosa Daniel Lang-Levitsky also activating an installation in the gallery that's about the cultural history of Yiddish song. And following that, we'll have Ira Conan Temple and additional collaborators performing a live concert about gender and about Transframed works for Jewish adulthood. So those are the just just the opening events that we're going to be having. Having um, there's lots more to look forward to, but maybe I'll stop there for now. So I'm wondering why do this show at a Jewish museum rather than say a gallery or a non-Jewish art museum? This connects to what I was saying earlier about my own faith in the role of the artist in Jewish community, in the sense that. Um, I'm really invested in encouraging Jewish institutions and organizations to look to artists as, as collaborators in the ongoing development of Jewish community. Um, you know, of course, I hope that many different types of people are going to see this exhibition and be drawn to it. Um, but one group I'm hoping will definitely see it is Jewish people who don't necessarily know about the vibrancy of contemporary Jewish art or don't necessarily think to look to artists as collaborators in community building, as builders of community. And the space of the Jewish Museum, in the case of this exhibition, I think gives us more access to those people and for those people to interact with the work. So that's that's one reason among many. So we're starting to wrap up here, but before we go, can you tell us why you wanted to call this exhibit material inheritance? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways, especially as a writer, that I can think forever about two different words and we place them against one another. So one thing I started thinking about when I first started thinking about the name for this exhibition was how could we find two words upon which there were many different interpretations, upon which there were many different iterations that we could have. But essentially, you know, the way that I see this title is um, thinking about the question of what material we have, material that comes from our inheritance, um, material that we have inherited, material that we can use for our creative work, for our lives, if we don't necessarily think about them already as involving creative work. And I also think that, you know, Jewish inheritance itself, at least for me, can be very material. It can be very physical. It can be very grounding, even. It can also be super heavy and stifling. Um, not always, but it can. And so in placing these two words, material inheritance, next to each other, and thinking about, you know, even when an inheritance is heavy, how can that heaviness be material? Which I think, again, you know, is the wisdom of the artist, is the wisdom of um, seeing any anything that we come across in life as material, as, as creative 
possibility. We've been talking with Leora Friedman, writer, educator, and curator in residence here at the Jewish Museum of Maryland. Leora Friedman is a new Jewish culture fellow and is the curator of Material Inheritance, contemporary work by new Jewish culture fellows, which is opening at the Jewish Museum of Maryland on March 26, 2023. Leora, thanks so much for joining us on Disloyal. Thank you for having me. I am so excited for Material Inheritance. I'm so excited for the opening. The opening performances are going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm just so excited for this. I I think that this is really an opportunity to see so much amazing, really relevant, contemporary, and just exciting Jewish art all in one space. And I'm really happy that it's happening here at the Jewish Museum of Maryland. Yeah, same. The other day I was able to take a little peek into the exhibit space and see how it's all coming together. And it's truly inspiring and extremely exhilarating to see just a clustering of powerful contemporary Jewish art that is taking on big questions that are some of the main themes in my art practice as well. So this exhibit has been personally really empowering for me as a young artist so everybody should come out and see material inheritance it's open from march 26th to june 11th 2023 and i I don't see why not (laughs) this is your chance there's going to be another material inheritance event on may 24th when the band leviosin will perform at the jmm The exhibit's closing day on June 11th is going to feature an installation activation by Tyler Ray and musical performances by Hadar Ahuvia, Tatiana Tenenbaum, and Laura Elkislasi. There's also going to be a performance by Fancy Feast and Zoe Ziegfeld in New York City. More details about that coming soon. You can keep up to date on all of this at materialinheritance.com slash events. And there's also going to be a special episode of Disloyal that's part of the exhibition. On June 9th, we'll release a collaborative episode with Ariel Goldberg, inspired by an exhibit they curated titled Images on Which to Build 1970s to 1990s. The episode will focus particularly on the role of Jewish lesbians involved in Brooklyn's lesbian history archives. So stay tuned for that. We're really happy to be back. Disloyal is back. Thanks to all our loyal listeners. Oh, okay. (laughs) And please share this with anybody that you think would be interested. Please subscribe. Give us a rating. Do all those things that you do with the podcast because we would love more people to be hearing this. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Disloyal. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'd love to hear your feedback. Visit disloyalpodcast.com or send us an email to disloyal at jewishmuseummd.org. You can follow us on Twitter at jewishmuseummd or on Instagram at jewishmuseum underscore md. If you're in Baltimore, come visit the JMM. 
go to jewishmuseummd.org for more information or to become a member if you're interested in supporting content like this podcast. Disloyal is a production of the Jewish Museum of Maryland, and it's produced and hosted by Mark Gunnery and Naomi Weintraub. Our executive director is Saul Davis. You can subscribe to Disloyal wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, take care.